This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Knockout takes. Almunia saves. Knockout follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini. I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. So turning our attention to matters at Vicarage Road, it looks as though we're going to have this Georgie Chackford Tadeds. How do we say this? What's his name? Oh, well done. How are we saying it? Peter, you're normally... Chackfordadze. Chackfordadze. Okay. okay. You, you, you want me to check my what? Yeah, uh, and also, obviously, we've lost... Well, we have not lost. We've sold SAR. Rumours are that... Let's, no, no, no. Let's use a code that nobody... <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Go, okay. On, Go on in, Peter. Christian K. <laughs> Oh, okay. Right, okay. I might have how to. Will they, how will they know? They'll <laughs> never know. Yeah, he's gone apparently, or he's going yeah, to our Italian friends. to our Italian cousins. Yeah, and and also I did read today, much to my horror, that we're doing everything we can to keep Backman. Can we just have a very quick point on this? Go on. The last time we spoke, I said it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if we kept Batman in, in terms of championship. Did, did, we, did we agree with you on that? I can't remember. No, I don't think you agreed. But I think <laughs> we, we, yeah. But the issue is, who do we bring in at this late stage in, in terms of goalkeeping? Well, we, why leave it we, to we this late stage? This is I the, agree. This is the thing. But Batman leaving now is a massive, massive problem. I think, well, particularly as Akoya's gone. He's gone too. He's gone. So I think, you know, we've all agreed that shot-stopping Daniel Batman is very, very good. He's terrible at crosses. He's terrible at coming out. Yeah. And he's not very good with his feet, as was demonstrated in the Crystal Palace friendly for their first goal, although there's all this, well, it could have been loser's fault. If the pass is good in the first place, there's not a problem Yeah, I, d- I don't like passes into the, into the feet there. That You know, I, no. I blame Batman for that. I, I, think, I think there's a number of elements in that goal. One is the decision-making of the goalkeeper to play it into a player who is... He's basically got two to three men on him. And then his execution of it to play it in almost not firm enough because he can't put it round the you can't just put it round the corner with, with, with one touch. So it's not great. There is also the fact that as it comes in, if you watch the video and slow it down, the ball bobbles like a bastard. Mm, yeah, it yeah. really does. It, 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 and therefore, the, the defender comes through him and gets the ball because when the ball's up in the air, it's very difficult to, to get it in control and then they go through. So the, the question is, is, one, was it the right decision to make? Then the question is, is, is he being asked to try to play this, in, especially in, in pre-season games, to work out where to and where not to, you know, kind of pl- play those particular the passes in and then thirdly is the fact that yeah the touch from loser whether or not it was a bobble or not or whether it was a bad touch from him or where you know you you can argue about it it wasn't the greatest but 
all of the reports and I was sat in a departure lounge for about 16 hours during that particular time. Um, <laughs> so I didn't get to didn't get to see the game. I just caught, caught a few bits on, on replay. All of the reports that were coming in, and thank you for everybody who was doing that, was were coming in saying, you know, he's coming out of his he's coming out of his box an awful lot. He's really trying to, you know, force himself into into his lack of comfort zone. And we go back to the QA or after the Q&A that happened recently, where when, when the discussions were made about Backman was, uh, I think it was Girata said, well, no, you know, he, he, he's there to sh- stop shots. We will coach him to, to, as to what to do with his feet. He's going to make mistakes because it's not his natural game. The moment you force somebody out of their comfort zone, they are going to be twitchy. They are not going to be very good at doing what they haven't done before. So it's, you know, we might have to just be a bit patient with him. The question comes back down to how much money is he on? First of all, he's well over you a bloody contract because his contract from from what i know is peanuts in relative yeah, to our club it is and and he has been he has been loyal and he could have quite honestly thrown his toys out of the pram to go to both ajax and to man united to have just got the money but he didn't he wanted to stay he wanted to play so fair play to him has he got weaknesses yes am i going to be prepared to put up with weaknesses if people try and show they give a shit and do their best yes this year this season i absolutely will do so he's not going to be he's not going to be the best at it but it'll it'll be what it'll be what was this embargo thing that reared its ugly head last week because i was a little bit lost with it all it looked like a almost a sort of a forged letter with on fifa headed paper and it was all well, a bit you know we've got we've got history of that haven't we <laughs> <laughs> Just... yeah in fact in fairness santander were not defamed on this occasion it, it's basically a, a compensation payment that is made when players move from one theater or one country effectively to another so this this act this works for for Samuel Kalu, who obviously was brought up in, in in Nigeria, and I can't remember what it was, but it was an academy, a football academy in Masungo or something, football academy, that they, they were due a payment. Now, apparently what happens when a player moves, as I say, from one theatre of operations or one country to another, there should be a 5% of the transfer fee is basically a goodwill compensation payment to the teams that the, the, the player was trained by. So it helps people in developing countries contain you know, continue to to help develop grassroots uh, opportunities for players to develop and come through. So apparently that was it. I'm pretty much sure there was something not dissimilar about us not paying it until it was a red letter day with uh, a couple of Senegal teams in in relation to to Saar when we when we signed him coming in. There was there was a you know it seems a bit of a bit of a modus operandi that we don't pay it until it's absolutely a red letter bill pay it or we'll ban you kind of thing. The numbers that I had heard in terms of the payment for this, but these were seemingly completely wrong. I've heard three figures. I've heard 45K was owed to them, 15K was owed to them, and less than 4K. And actually, the figure that I've heard is, is has been settled on was it was less than 4K. So it could have been, you know, literally an administrative error not to have done it with that particular piece. My understanding is it has been done, it has been paid, it has been settled. But you would think it must have got a bit antsy for a club who are, you know, presumably a grassroots academy development kind of kind of operation in Nigeria so I have to go to FIFA to kind of demand that we do it so a, a lot of people saying well the, that that as a look isn't great is it and I agree with them completely it's it's not great it would be nice to just get this stuff so that it's it's not done and there's also this almost belligerence the fact that we've been waiting to you know are, are you ever going to sign anybody Watford please let us know and then you get the the story about well actually we're now under an international transfer embargo Here's Jake Livermore, everybody. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. like you had to fucking choose the moment, didn't you? Yeah. Just to go, 
yeah, fuck you, everybody. We're doing it our way. I don't know. It. I don't know if it's that or if it's coincidence. But my money would be it was on fuck you personally. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, here we are. We've done that, and suddenly, you know, you've got you know the lad Chuck say turning up in in the Mister Q training kit, photographs coming out, and it's suddenly. Oh, right. Oh, OK. It's almost like, see, you can't stop us. We'll do it anyway. We just don't need it. Why mm. should we be cocked? There are so many reasons to flick two Vs up at fucking FIFA to do it when actually we should have just paid it. Seems a bit odd, but never mind. You're often in the know about these things, Carl. That kit that's sort of being rumoured to be the away kit, would, would do you, is that going to be the away kit? The, the white and maroon top that I think Helen Ward it was, was Helen Ward seeing wearing it. it. Yeah, yeah is the is the third kit. Ah. The away kit is a, is like a light blue one. You know the two training kits that were yeah. uh, it's those. They are the, the the away kit and the home kit. Yes. Well, they're just without sponsors when they came here. They're like the um, the leaked those, those leaked ones. Yeah, then yeah. those leaked ones are yeah the... they are they are they are the away they are the away kit and the third kit. The third kit is the is the is the white and maroon one which. On, on pitch looks dreadful yeah. and then the, the, the light blue one is the away kit yeah wow okay I'm not vibing with any of the kits this season I've got to say uh, one thing I will say is that is that is a large and I'm only a small man but I, you know big shoulders small boobs <laughs> and, and that's that's quite that's quite baggy is it oh yeah oh, okay. so be careful on your careful on your sizing yeah I think it, I think it's nice that in in a world of lack of personalization and corporate you know kind of uh, profit at all things that finally the you know the, the club and Kelmay have got together and put together a kit that actually fully represents how the Watford fans feel like they have been repeatedly run over several fucking times yes. and they've represented that in the kit yeah. I think that's I think that's excellent yeah no uh, up close I think it looks awful when, when I was watching the game at Boreham Wood I actually went yeah okay that's all right that's all right it's yeah okay. yeah it'll it's, do no uh, red I hate There's that. no red. I like red. No. I like red. There's many, many, many. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about the collar either. It, it's, it's a bit baggy around the around the collar. Is it? Yeah. This is this is now turning to the clothes you, show. This is yeah. fantastic. It's now the clothes show. Yeah, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't you're, you're also you're also talking to two people for whom the word baggy is, is a comfort zone. <laughs> is what I like. Exactly. So so all told, then uh, as of the 24th of July, which is where the, the the date that we are recording on, how optimistic are you for next season? Bearing in mind it kicks off in what is it now? Ten days, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. I I just I think we've all. All the other teams in this championship, it's going to be a long, hard season. If if you give me top six, I'd be over the moon with that. But who knows? Who knows? I'm I'm not. Um, in in terms of the transfers, that hello. I thought you were growling there. Peter. Somebody's I just bought a new shirt. I apologise. Printing the, shirts outside your window. The ice the ice cream van. No, the ice cream van didn't have the siren going off. He, he, he was trying to get he was trying to get down my road without me knowing. You bastard. <laughs> Peter's printing Watford shirts in, the, in his road. Yeah, in terms of transfers, I think the, the, the biggest thing for me, and we've covered it quite a lot, is that we, we have to reduce the wage bill. And and from what I can see, the club are doing everything in their powers to make that happen. You know, Sars now over at Marseille, somebody who used to be a Belgium international who's a centre defender is off to <laughs> Udinese very shortly. And, and I think yes, and I and I think GK. I think that's that's the right move for the club, and hopefully that brings. Uh, there is massive rumours around the ex Villa man. What's his bloody name? It's going to come to me. Striker, not Archer. No, no, no. It will come to me in a second. We'll let, you'll have to edit this one. I'll, oh, I'll, Jesus I'll... Christ, Andy Gray. I mean, let's go to the eighties. <laughs> no, 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 not that far. Oh, but Dwight York, that's him. Yeah, <laughs> Tony Daly. 
<laughs> just, just talk amongst yourselves. I'll find it in a second. But anyway, the he'll be coming in. By oh, all, so by now all I need a name now. It's all very, now I need a name. I thought this. Oh, oh, oh! I know the one you're talking about. You're talking about Wesley. Wesley, Wesley, Frankie, yeah, Wesley. Wesley. He scored Wesley. about five goals in three years. So. Yeah, well, he's, he's ah, definitely coming to us then. But. But he is—he fits the bill in terms of how allegedly we we want to play, and and I think that's 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 key. At least he, we have an identity by the looks of it this season. Yeah. So he he's he's six foot three. Yes. Villa went and bought him on the basis of a very good season at Bruges, where I think he was like a one in two or close to a one in two, which for you know big man with group touch, you know, is, isn't bad. He wasn't. He's not. He's not an out and out goal scorer. He went. He went there. He kind of started and did okay, but the, it, and then he did. I think his ACL. I'm fairly sure he's done his anterior cruciate ligament. So if we do bring him in, I want to make sure he's absolutely fit and firing because I think he went back to Brazil and then he was he's been at Ghent. Now Ghent for everybody is in Belgium. Now if everybody remembers, Belgium is the home of one of our favourite people. Yeah, our favourite person. Yeah, Mister Moji to his friend. So who knows? But am I right in saying we've just signed the lad that both me and Justin's name we can't say, King Cladzi Kukukukuku, as well from Ghent? Yes. Yes. Right. So, it, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Anything, anything that comes from Belgium and isn't a chocolate is probably putting something into the coffers of an agent near you. I've got to say, the, pornography is the... big in Belgium. Where's I this? Put it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. I really wouldn't put what, it past him. What's this? What are we on? A... So are chips. So are chips with mayonnaise. But I don't think with we're mayonnaise. getting them. I've been absolutely underwhelmed with this transfer window. I have to say, it's been—it's like being starved of of anything. But then, like you know, as we've established, it's not been rich elsewhere as well, right? So it's not like we're the only club not doing any business. But if you want to sort of put a charge on things, you know, we've got a bare bones squad at the moment. We really have, and you know, most of it's sort of hanging around from last season, which wasn't particularly good. So I have to say that we have to hope that Ishmael and Manga and everybody else that's involved in the behind the scenes are getting a tune out of them and they're going to play to the way that they're supposed to play because we cannot have a repeat of the past two seasons. They've been absolutely diabolical. From the from having gone to the Boreham game, having, as I said, been in a departure lounge and not being able to watch the Crystal Palace game, a lot of people were saying, wow, we're really pressing. We're pressing like a like it's a you know like our lives depend on it. And that's very much um, as I said with the Borenwood game, we look coached, we look coherent, we look like we know what we're going to do. The frustration is going to be with all of those people who are saying, sign a player, sign a player, and I get it, and I understand it, and I appreciate it, is that you would like to have had, as they said at the Q&A, he's going to have a seven-week uh, yeah. pre-season. Yeah, yeah. And the problem is, is if you're then going to bring somebody in on week five, well, he's getting a two-week pre-season. Absolutely right. Um, but you also have to accept the fact that all of these other clubs are going to have to sort out their squads, who they're going to have, who's going to be acceptable, you know, what, what bids are going to be acceptable for whom. You're not doing this in, in, in a vacuum. You have to do it with everybody else. If I quickly whip through some of the some of the, the, the rest of the clubs here in the championship, because you would think that everybody in the championship is signing player after player after player after player. And if you go to them, if you go to Birmingham City, let's just do this in, in kind of alphabetical order. Birmingham have basically bought in over £3 million more than they have spent. They have bought in eight players. They have let go of 11. Players that they have bought in include Dion Sanderson, who was there on loan last year. He's one of the players that they spent money on, the most of the most, 2.3. He was a, a, a centre-back, and I 
don't think he was particularly great, but they've gone and signed him. They've brought in uh, people like Christian Bielik from, from Derby, who, if you remember with Bielik, he was out with, again, two anterior cruciate ligaments pretty much back to back. That's a risk. I really wouldn't want to take it. It's a shame for the lad because he's a nice, he's a good player, but I, I really wouldn't take that risk. So you move on to Blackburn. Blackburn have basically uh, bought, they've let go six, they've bought in uh, three. Two of them are free transfers. One of them is a loan transfer. Yondal Thomason being from Norway, they're kind of Scandinavian by the main. But they have lost Ben and diaz They've lost Bradley Dack. They've lost Daniel Ayala. They've lost Daniel Butterworth. They've lost a whole host of teams. They are not stronger. Bristol City, Kane Wilson. Remember Kane Wilson? Last year, he was going to be the golden boy. He was going to do everything from Forest Green, right wing back. He's been so good for them that they'd let him go to Derby. Um, was, he the one with the, was he the one with the superb haircut? I think he was, wasn't he? Yes. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, I must confess. Justin, very... you're, the, you're the head of superb haircuts in the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. I'm, this is true. I'm pretty sure he was. Anyway, sorry, Peter. Yeah. Yeah, Cardiff City have sorted their lives out, but they're in that process of having to build everything. But they've 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 got a net spend. Uh, they haven't bought any anybody in or haven't spent anything. Bristol City, by the way, three million they've spent over over what they've bought in. Cardiff haven't actually spent anything. They've just bought in free transfers, a couple of free transfers. One of which, yes, is Aaron Ramsey, who is thirty two and has undoubted pedigree. But there are a couple of interesting ones there. They've also bought in Carlin Grant. Um, who was at Huddersfield and then West Brom more recently. Um, Yeah, I wonder whether or not we might have gone for him because he would have been at West Brom with with Ishmael. I wondered if that might be. But they've also brought in a guy called E.K. Ugbo, who was a player I looked at about two to three years ago when we were trying to work out who was going to be coming into Watford. And he was one of those Chelsea second teamers, you know, kind of got played out in... uh, He he went out to Roder and he went out to Circle of Bruges. So uh, Holland and Belgium again, everybody. And he was basically kind of brought back in... But he hasn't set the world alight. None, none of these teams are bringing in players that are surefire certainties. Uh, Ellis Sims, as we mentioned when we were talking to Ben, uh, has been cut, bought in to replace pretty much uh, Victor Jokeres. Not even remotely similar styles of players or experience, but you know they're, they're putting seven million pound down. I think it can go up to eight, if not a bit more than that. So it's kind of not not a huge amount, but bearing in mind that they have spent ten million more than they have bought in at Coventry because they've lost Jokeres, they've lost uh, Darbo in terms of players. Uh, they have uh, Sean Maguire and Michael Rose. They've, they've lost a number of players, but of course they would have got some extra money from getting getting to the uh, getting to the, 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 the playoff final. Huddersfield haven't done much. They basically just bought in uh, they bought in one free transfer and a couple of people who were kind of indiscriminate. And they lost, if you remember, Etienne Kamara, not that Kamara, a different player, to Udinese, who is a defensive central midfield player, who the clever money is on. A potential move across from Udinese to Watford. Bearing in mind, we've only bought in one loan player. We can have, as you remember, we can have five. And I think four of them can come from Udinese in the Championship if we need to be. So there's still a lot to come in. Hull City have bought in Liam Delap. He was on loan, I think, at Stoke. He was on loan. Yeah, he was on loan at Stoke last season. But another one who's kind of moving on. But again, a net spend of naught. We we talked to to Ipswich. uh, We talked about Ipswich. Sorry again to Ben. They bought in a couple of players for about 1.75 million, but they've lost a whole numbers. But you know, it, that's a, a reasonably big club. We've seen that Le- uh, Leeds, as we said, have lost an awful lot of players and have bought in, at the moment, Ethan Ampadu, 
more things will happen. They will have been on the the change from the previous Radrazani thing to the whole kind of this this 49ers lot. Uh, Leicester, you know, Connor Cody and Harry Winks, really, is that going to set the world alight? I'm not sure. I think you're going to miss a lot of the creativity that you'd have got from James Madison and Harvey Barnes. But those are premiership players, as are Yuri Tielemann. And I think it was Soyuncu went off on loan to, uh, or on a free transfer to, uh, to Atletico Madrid. You know, you're seeing that these teams are having to do what we did. They're having to shift the wages. So I understand what Ben says about um, the the parachute money because you still got the cash and you can still throw more at it rather than those people who have got or one fifth of it. But if you look at those teams last year, Coventry and Luton, they were steady, slow, developed, and they were more than the sum of their parts. And that's kind of where we need to go. Um, Middlesbrough, I think the interesting one for them is having lost Cameron Archer back to Aston Villa on loan. So it'd be interesting to see if anybody goes for goes for him again. The, the uh, a lot of people will be wondering what's going to happen. With, uh, with with Shuba Akpom, who who nobody thought he was going to have the season he had last year, he was he was really really good. But there's a there's a few players that have that have come in there. But Middlesbrough net spend nil. Millwall uh, net spend minus four, minus five million. Norwich uh, they spent about they spent a million pound over what they take. Uh, sorry, tell a lie. They bought in a million pound more than they've they, they've spent. Plymouth has spent two and a quarter million on uh, on the two players we were talking to to Ben about. Bally Mumba, brilliant name. Uh, and Morgan Whitaker. The point is, it's not that millions and millions and millions of pounds are being spent, you know, and I don't think that's what the guys who are turning around saying, well, come on, make some make some signings. It's about you want to see some bodies bought in. You want to see someone. But it is more important that we get the right people. And those people will be pointing out, as as Ron did last year, Uncle Ron did it last year and said, yep, yeah, but I, I don't think they will. And in the end, we we know we didn't do it. We didn't bring that in. We've still got these loan opportunities. We are now seeing literally today slash yesterday, SAR going out of the building. That will free up £63,000 worth of wages per week. However much money we're bringing in and the, the, the numbers are, you know, rumoured, it will be an undisclosed figure. We'll never know whether or not it's you know, whatever, whatever the figure doesn't really matter. That's not the important thing. The important thing is that we're not going to be paying him another four million pounds over the next 12 months. And therefore that can go across the playing budget because so many of the championship transfers are either loan transfers or they are they are free transfers. You know, it's not at the moment you put money down for a player on a transfer fee. It's dead money. It's not doing you any good. It's not buying anything in the bank anymore. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what they'll do. But we, mm. we shall see. We a, shall see. A, um, a big also, welcome back to Leandro Bakuna and Keenan Davis. I can just see it now. And Hamza well, Chowdhury. We got we got Bio up front, haven't we? As our as our. I'd have I'd have Hamza back. Would you? Would you though? I'd have Hamza back. Yeah, I'd have Hamza back. Based on what, which particular game sticks out for you? For I Hamza, just, I, I, there isn't many games from last season, but probably not down to Hamza Chowdhury <laughs> having having a, a terrible game. But I think for as a body and a and a player, whether it be cover or or, or whatever, he's certainly a player that I'd love an away game to to set up to to try and you know hold on to something to defend. So if if there's an opportunity to bring Hamza back in, I'd I'd bring him back in. I'll turn it to you, Justin. Right. Mm. Because I get, I get the fact that those aren't players you want. Just give me, just give me two names of players you want us to sign. Well, I don't, I don't have a name, but but what I don't want. Don't tell me what you don't want. No, no, tell me no, what no. you want. I think it's important to tell you what I don't want because if we're going to keep having the same players, then we're going to see the same outcomes. Okay, because so we're not going to have. Players do you want names? I don't know because I don't know who's available. Yeah. I want to, I want to see. <laughs> 
what, I, I don't know. You want, what you want names? No, I want a sketch work for them. <laughs> yeah. No, Can we I get don't... badly drawn, drawn Watford to do them. Yeah, yes. I'll get him yes. to do it. Yes. yes. No, I don't. I don't know names. I just want to see what our options are, and our options have to be better than what we've already had that didn't work out. Surely. I agree, but then you've got to look at the. Uh, Hamza Chowdhury was a loan player, so he he he's come in. Had how many managers did, did he have while he? Well, was this is the other thing, isn't it? Because he's now got another new manager, and if we yeah. stick with this manager, then you would hope that his ideas will infiltrate through to him and he'll be able to over a season with one manager carry out what that manager wants yeah, I totally yeah. agree that the managers weren't helpful as well last season because effectively Hamza Chowdhury for me is a player that can only improve us if we if we were to bring him in for, for me do I think he should start every week I I, I don't know I, I think he's a player that, that could add something to the to the squad but the worry is if you bring in Hamza Chowdhury on loan you're denying another player coming in that might be better than Hamza Chowdhury we know what you're Hamza... not you're not going to bring in Hamza Chowdhury Hamza Chowdhury is a is a red herring here we've just signed Jake Livermore Jake Livermore is absolutely cast iron guaranteed to sit in as defensive is he going to play every of... game though age 33 I mean we're, we're, I we're talking so. we're talking about players that were getting all sorts of injuries the, the, the hamstrings and the, the ACLs last year were alarming Jake Livermore gets an injury in September we might not see him yep. again until March I think there's going, to be a, um, there's going to be a lot of Kiembe as well Kiembe will feature heavily this season yeah you'll have Kiembe you've got you've got Kiembe in there you've got the lad potentially Etienne Kamara who we referenced earlier on who was at Huddersfield is now at Udinese who could be bought in you could see Kone play there Kone plays defensive midfield for uh, for for Canada uh, for, for, for quite some time. I just don't think, I just don't think if you looked at it and you just signed Jake Livermore and you've got to bring in a left back, you need to bring in a bigger striker. You probably need a, another right wing option and maybe another, it, you're bringing in yet another defensive midfielder. I don't, I don't see as being the, the, the option that they'll take. I, I doubt well, it. Well, I just... If they did, if they did, I, the, the, the problem with Hamza and everybody loved Hamza's, you know, when we hadn't got the ball, Hamza was our favorite player. When we got the ball, Hamza was a nightmare because he was busy giving it back to the opposition. And, and what we need to do is if, if you bought Hamza back and Ismail turned around to him and said, right, I'm simplifying it for you. Every time we get the ball, put it in the channel. This is what we're going to do. Fine. You could have a real player there because that that's what he tried to do. We had no coherent plan. He was trying to play off the cuff. He is not a, an impromptu uh, or technically good player on the ball. He's limited. I think what we need, I'll be, I'll be pleased to see Jake Livermore. He, he hasn't been out for weeks and weeks and weeks. He played something like thirty games last season, and then he basically kind of fell out with, fell out with the club because they wouldn't let him get his move to Watford. Ironically, in the second half of the season, so he's kind of, he, he, yeah, he's thirty three, but he's, uh, he's got a little bit of wherewithal about him. Um, but it's I, not. I think he you knows how to manage his body. I'm not picking on Hamza. I'm just saying having loans back this season that we had last season is probably not progressive. How old is is Tom Ince? You know, he's now one of our, our striking options as well as Bio. That That's not a forward line that, to me, looks, you know, on paper it doesn't really look all that. I mean, yes, we know that Tom Ince is quite deadly in the championship, blah, 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 blah. But if you look at what we have, we've had previously, let's look at the team from 2018, 2019. Yes, different times. More money slushing about pre-COVID. We know all this stuff. But you've got Delafeo, Pereira, Etienne Capu, these kind of players. And we're arguing here about should we bring back Hamza Chowdhury on loan from Leicester? It's, it's yeah, but that's, that, that, that's, how that's, far, that's how far we've fallen. 
you, we're in a division below, and we're also in a position at the moment where we're trying to pay for that. You know, we were in the we were in the the, the Premiership, and everybody turns around. Everybody turns around and says, "Oh, it's the 170 million pound game now, the the Championship playoff." Frankly, that is bollocks, and I know that that's bollocks because I've actually gone over the last four years worth of uh, of, of, of comparison of, of accounts, and effectively we had 57 million or 50 million in turnover in the championship and 120 to 128 million in the premiership. It's about a 60 million pound difference. That's roughly what it is. We bought players. We didn't sell players when we should have sold players. You know, we didn't sell, well, we told Richarlison kind of when we should have done, but for example, Dekure, PSG came in with an offer. He should have got, he should have gone then. We should, at various times, we could have got more for a number of different players, but we held them on to them because we wanted to keep the, the Premier League pounds, etc., all the, all the way through. But the problem is, is that now what we're trying to do in the championship is pay the bill for that five-year run in the in the in the premier league right but that's it's, that's now, bad husbandry at the time isn't it i mean obviously- oh, absolutely absolutely and you people can turn around and listen to this and go yeah but where's the money gone pete i get that i don't have a fucking delorean outside in order to go back to 2016 and change it we are where we are we had etienne Capu, we had delafeo when we know we don't still relatively speaking have a pot to piss in most people who came away from the q a were relieved that the club were, were actually talking about gino and scott we're talking about being prudent in the signings. We're talking about getting the debt under 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 control and acknowledging that the rest of football and especially the Premiership has changed. And things that we've spoken about here all the time, you know, because because you've got a Newcastle coming on, you've got you know the San Francisco 49ers now buying Leeds United and bank rolling them, even though they're in the Championship. It's a different it's a different ball game. We now see what's going on with Saudi. You know this this is going to absolutely alter where we are with everything to t- just sit there and go yeah but we wanted Delafeo. Delafeo didn't want to play in the second no tier. I... he didn't want to go Pereira didn't want to play in the second tier and we needed to get them exactly like Leeds and like Leicester we needed to get them off the off the off the books because they were earning too much money and they weren't giving actually enough back totally agree but I think in the past we've had enough about us player-wise that you probably could have that turnover of managers and it wasn't affecting the team. And you can argue the Deeney factor there and other and other things as well. But there was enough about those players that looked as though they could cope with that turnover of managers because they were of a certain quality. I think what we've got now, you look at what we our core of what we've got at the moment, which is pretty much last season's team, with a few others that are coming in. Yes, the window's open for another six weeks yet. Yeah, fine. If you look at all the injuries we had last season on old players, and if you look at the dysfunctional factor that was in that squad last season, you've got to hope to God that's been ironed out now and there is a focus amongst those players because they didn't give a shite last season. We said it all season. They looked totally fucking disinterested and they're still here, a lot of them. And we're talking about bringing some of them back on loan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I don't, I, I don't think they are. I mean, if you look at... If you look, 
who, who from a from a senior position within the club is still here if you look at where where we were two two three years it, it seemed to be that basically troy was the one who would kind of crack a whip and go right now come on guys we've got to do this now when he wasn't careering over speed humps in his lamborghini right <laughs> and 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 you had a number of people that i mean the, everybody's heard the names that, that were that were mentioned and we've had three of them kind of retire or or stay uh, you know, in terms of, you know, Cleverly has been there. People say about keeping Cleverly in the club, I think him at youth level is absolutely there. But Cleverly has been around when the when the atmosphere in the changing room has been shite. I don't I don't want him in charge of the first team. Absolutely not. Has he got enough to pass on to the youth team? Absolutely. Craig Cathcart has been there throughout. He is no longer there. We've had, you know, we've talked about all of those players, but Dukure and Etienne Capu were supposedly uh, not the not the best in terms of wanting to turn up when they didn't want to turn up, as was Bobby P wanted to turn up, because a lot of these players wanted to play in the Premier League. They didn't want to play for Watford. They wanted to play in the Premier League, and Watford were the avenue that they that they got afforded. You, you look at the back. We've had Batman, who we've already said he's actually talking about having a new contract, who has been on, relatively speaking, a not a lot of money to stay playing when he could have actually moved to to, to have got playing. So whether we like him, whether he's good enough, whether he's don't, I don't get that. I, I, I get that story completely. But the point is, he's not milked anything for money. He wants to play football. No. Fair play, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Right back, right back. Andrews or Ngakia? Ngakia has been around, but he's not been the problem, has he? Andrews has been fucking solid as. You've also got Ferreira, who's not been who's not been there and about. You've got Porteous. You've got Hoot. They haven't been the problems who've been who've been there previously for last years because they only came back in January. You've got James Morris plus hopefully Jamal Lewis, who we're linked with, but I think we're also being linked with other left backs as well. And that, Jamal and, Lewis. A, a loser who uh, you know for for, for 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 love nor money needs a break on injuries. Other you know if he goes down again, then there, Jesus Christ. There's, there's a new signing. If you can keep him fit, there's a new signing. You know I I could I could carry you know you can carry on. You can say Tom Deli Bashiro is playing in there. You can say about you can say what you like about KMB. He'd be just twiddling around for half an hour, no matter whether you say he's good, bad, or indifferent. You, you're you're looking Anyone at uh, that you're looking at Crystal Palace. will do for me. Uh, you're, you're gonna, exactly. Then then on the left you've got Martins who hasn't been there and you've had who else who else we've had so i don't think anybody's got a bad word to say about ken semmer uh ibrahim bar who's been playing kalu who's alive if, if you are if, if you're saying that we've actually still got the same lot who were there from last year i'd say no, most of those players were in last year's squad that you just mentioned there really but they, not were, playing, they were never in the team hardly any of them were in the, in, so, in the team so you, or, or at the core of leading so you have to hope then that the new manager has come in like a new headmaster at a dysfunctional school or a school that's gone from sort of not very good to good at Ofsted level, if we're going to use an educational uh, <laughs> metaphor were, here. Were you, a gov- were you a governor at a school? I was indeed, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I just, I, you, you know, normally we would start a season with optimism. The last one, probably not, because we've just been relegated. And it was it was poor that season. Last year did start with optimism. Brand new manager. Hello, Mr. Edwards. Lots of nice new sort of players fitting in and around. Winning games at the beginning of the season or doing well against teams that were good teams. Burnley, Sheffield United, these sort of you know games we were winning. And you look at the end of the season, all of us are, you know, turning on Twitter spaces at the end of the match, basically swearing at each other and, you know, <laughs> just really gloomy. And I just, you know, 
Yeah, but but not, none of the players that you're talking about were there. The manager wasn't there. We didn't have a. We didn't have. For, for all everybody is saying is you know well Rob Edwards has gone to Luton. Isn't that an embarrassment? Of course it fucking is. Absolutely it is. Did he fit us? No, he didn't. Were we good under him? No, we weren't. We were fucking shocking to be quite frank. Burnley, we were we were lucky they hadn't got going because uh, you know Ron wasn't wrong. They'd gone and bought some good players and they needed some time with uh, with with company to, to to get moving and they did and they and, and fair play to them. Absolutely, absolutely fine. Sheffield United, yeah, we, we got we got the win against them. That was okay. The Middlesbrough game at home, if you if you remember, we weren't actually all last that great. And we we got a minute. last minute win. West Brom away was the second game. It was fucking awful. It was awful, bar a sixty five yard miracle from Saar. I, I I'm sorry. I, I defend the, the fact that. At the time, we were sticking with Rob Edwards because we wanted to stay with somebody. We wanted to stick with somebody who was a nice guy, and we wanted him to give him a chance. But on the basis of the football, let's let's not be revisionist about it. The football wasn't great; it really wasn't. And and then we've had Slaven Bilic who's come in and uh, didn't really do anything or much. But again, the players are completely different that that we are that that we've got here. You had you know you could turn around and say. Would would you feel better if Pedro was here still, because he was in the team that wasn't wasn't firing. Saar was in the team that wasn't firing. Yeah, Keenan but... Davis was in the team that wasn't firing. All of these players that we're talking about in those uh, Kamara, that they weren't. They just simply weren't doing it last season. And what we missed was a leader. And I think in Valeria Nishma, the hope is we've got somebody who will actually lead the dressing room. And what well, they've done is they've taken the egos and they've taken the cost. And what they've done is go, look, if the barrel is rotten, go to the fucking, go to the tree. Go and start it afresh and then bring in players who want to be a bit more hungry. I hope you know now what? we will go and sign players. Of course I do. Do you know what it feels like for me is that this is the first season where we are properly not a Premier League team. You know, in terms of where where we came down, and we always had that yeah. Premier League quality. We've always had Sark. Even that season, we went up when it was COVID. We we kept a lot of those players and went straight back up, and then added to that. We've obviously had last season Sar, all those sort of Premier, if you want to call them Premier League players, were, were still kicking around. This season is the first real clear out, and it's probably the first real adjustment that we've all had to kind of take on and go. We're actually no better than. Bristol City. We're actually no better, you know, and it, it and 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 that's not being big-headed or, or or snobby about the championship because it's it's one of the hardest leagues in the, in the world. We are now, for me, this season, and and I'm approaching this season as we are a, a bang average championship club. And and does that set us up better than being a Premier League team in the championship? Then I think it takes some adjustment for everyone, for for the for the club, for for the fans. I think it's. You know, it's it's time to kind of accept that. I have, you know, look, our, our nearest and hot, most bitter rivals are a Premier League team. You know, we, that that's added to the the hardship of what what we're all facing at the moment. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think coming into this season with the transfers that we've made and the the feelings that we've got is is a, a bad thing. Because if if he gets this right, if this manager can get a tune out of that that side, there's still some bloody good players in there. And I'll and I'll look at loser to, to to be a cut above the rest. I think there's enough players around that squad that haven't had an opportunity yet at the club. I think Ken Semmer at Championship level is solid. 
So I think there's enough still about the squad for us not to be, you know, like um, Uncle Ron said, might have been the last time we spoke, actually, like we're up for relegation. I think yeah, we're I don't think we're up for relegation. relegation. No. Yeah, a million miles from that. But it's it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment that we've had to do before. It's just been, it, this is the first time under the Pozzo era and the first time that all these people that that, that started supporting Watford when they're in the Premier League have, have a feeling what, what you guys have felt before, what I've felt before, that actually Watford could be quite shit at times and, it, and I think we're I think we're all struggling with that a little bit you know I, I certainly was I last just, season yeah I, what I don't want is an act three on the past two seasons that, that would be the worst yeah. thing because the, yeah, but, but it is funny because when you turn around and say what we don't want to do is bring in players from the past then when I say who do you want you go uh Delefeu, Pereira no 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 I said if you go back to that team if you go back to that team and if you look at what we what we had, we haven't built on quality no, added to it. of that yeah. in five no. years. We've gone from from that to where we are now, signing thirty three year old Jake Livermore. And well, we're signing we're signing Peter's favourite manager's son. Which for Peter's going to be a big adjustment because he's actually going to have to stand up and, and clap an ince, yeah. Paul, yeah, an ince when yeah. he scores within an ince of his life. Well played, plucky ince. <laughs> um, yes, uh, it's yeah. yeah. That will that will be that will be a toughie. But um, no, I've got a problem with Tom Ince. This is. Well, his father, <laughs> who, who, if he ever came and sat next to me in the stadium, I'd run a mile. Clearly, uh, yeah. and and that's the only circumstances. He introduced himself use to you run. as the governor, though, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, mate, I'm the governor. You'd be fine. I don't think it's. I think it's too early to say whether or not we'll be relegation or you know, kind of mid-table or pushing or what have you. Because all of the other clubs have still got so much more stuff I, to do, agreed. and we do mm-hmm. as well. I and I appreciate, I appreciate. It's felt like you know, UTL phrase. It's been like being circumcised with a rusty church key. You Always like my favourite coming back. I do indeed. It quite, it kind of fills the whole Watford kind of area with it. It's just everybody is still there at the moment. I do think the one thing that's, that that is good is that there was some semblance of reality from Scott and Gino in respect to the finance, which was great because there was no fucking semblance of reality in terms of the, no, we still need another manager. We just haven't got it right 20 times right consecutively. We all looked at that and went, what? What mm. the absolute fuck? Mm. You know, it's still the fact you just can't hire a manager. You you, you turn back, you turn back, um, if, if this is still going in with the stuff that we talked to, to Ben uh, Bloom about, uh, I, I referenced the... Um, uh, the, the Price of Football podcast, which I listened with Mark Ashton, who is now the CEO at Ipswich. And he turned around and he said, well, I've actually got quite a good list of players, of, of, of people who I've kind of hired as manager. I've, I've, you know, Brendan Rogers gave him his first job. Uh, Sean Dyche gave him his first job. And then he kind of mentioned, and then he went Kieran Maguire. And you go, my God, this is a man who didn't understand the word ring fenced. And he can see good coaches and how to bring them in Let's get him and, back. and how to give them an environment no i'm not saying that <laughs> there'd be people screaming going 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 no 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 sign sign kamara back before that there are there are coaches there who who can do stuff we need to we need to make sure you know that what we do this time is support him and a lot of the people will be screaming and going yes support him sign the players he needs for the positions i can understand if we do bring in uh the lad wesley why we're doing that because we do need somebody up front because of exactly what you just said in terms of bayo it, it's not great but he played better with his back to goal but similar to backman it's not his area of of, of, of expertise it's outside of his comfort zone but did he look like he was playing to a pattern yes did he look like he was playing to or did the whole team look like they were playing to more of a pattern than I'd seen in the last four years? Yes. 
I, I don't think we've played with such a pattern as when we uh, uh, since Nigel Pearson and, and in his pre-operation startup kind of days when he first came in and we were beating Wolves and we were beating Villa and we were beating Man United we were beating Liverpool you know crikey yes there there how the how the mighty have fallen we suddenly he suddenly brought in Will Hughes I'm going to stick you into defensive midfield and we're going to have a base to work from. Mm. And and and, and I mean that when we have the ball, you know, he would get the ball and progress it forward. Remember how we weren't doing that beforehand? Yeah. And suddenly, and suddenly, oh wow, we did that. Remember how we didn't have that under Ivic, and then Cisco came oh, in and went well, yeah. right. They, 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 but, let's put you in there and bah, the results. The results people. weren't bad under Ivic. The football was terrible. There was lots of points, but the, the football was attritional. Well, I'd give it. I'd give him a lot of credit for getting us promotion. We've got the defense Ivic. sorted out. Defensively, we, we had the we best. Solid. Yeah, yeah, we had the best defensive record in the in the entire four divisions, didn't we? That year, I think I think Ivic gets more credit than he's due in some way. I agree. I agree in terms of the principal. In terms of the principal, everybody goes. He got the back four sorted out. If you remember, he wouldn't select Sierra Alta, and he hadn't even got uh, um, uh, Truce to Kong. Right? Who once? Who, because he he got signed in the next January. Right? It was four days after the Norwich game on uh, on uh, Boxing Day. He, he, when he entered the building, hmm. that, those two then went on and had the the, the, the great you know kind of a, a, a championship record for number of clean sheets etc. So I think what he did was he let he created something where everybody had to try to defend the goal. Everybody's idea was if, because if we let a goal in, we're not going to score one. So we're going to try and we're going to try and press. We're going to try and make sure we don't give the the, 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 the goal away. The moment that Cisco came in. I don't think he's any technical wonderment at all. And I think that the credit should go to Truce de Kong and maybe to Tom Cleverley for the switch to the 4-3-3 and the bringing in of uh, of Will Hughes, who got played wide left, if you remember. I remember at Stoke, he got played wide left in that 2-0 game that we we won playing 4-4-2. They were the ones who did that. Suddenly, we had uh, Kiko and you had Saar just ripping down the right-hand side because what he came in and did was create an environment where everybody was happy. He let off the handbrake and everybody still got enough muscle memory up front to try to try and win the ball back. But I don't think he did anything with that back four because he changed the two centre-backs the moment he got in. Well, thank you for listening to this bad-tempered version of... Yeah. But who do you want to sign, Justin? Who do you want to sign? <laughs> what, do you want names? No, I want a Polaroid picture. <laughs> so that's uh, that's that with the season starting in less than two weeks I still think we've got a lot of work to do but who knows who knows it's um, it, the proof as always of the pudding is in the eating so let's see how we get on against QPR on the first game of the season very much looking forward to that um, my Stevenage tickets that was exciting oh so you're going to the uh, to the League the, yeah, Cup are you? League Cup game yes is that sold out nice. um, there was quite a lot of tickets available so was there Come on, Watford. It's only up the road. <laughs> yeah, it is only up the road, yes. It can't be any worse than the MK Dons game last season, one would imagine, uh, which was pretty poor. That was a, a low watermark uh, last season of many low watermarks. <laughs> made, uh, made far worse to me that my daughter's boyfriend is an MK Dons season ticket. Holder. Yes, yeah, that probably didn't help. And the fact that we that did actually put out a fairly strong team that night and looked, yeah. apart from McCoy. Anyway, let's not go back on that. Let's wrap up because this has gone on for far too long. Thank you very much for listening to uh, this podcast. We will do, I've, I've threatened this, we will do a space before the season kicks off um, just to sort of see how everybody's getting on and to get your thoughts because, you know, you've heard ours. A Friday Eve space. A Friday Eve space. 
Just before the season so, starts. So are we playing on the Saturday, are we? Because I haven't even bothered looking. I assume we're playing three we o'clock are. Saturday kickoff, right? First game of the season. We All right, are. so yeah. maybe on the Friday night then we'll hold a we'll hold a space and um, we'll see how you guys are getting on because you've listened to if us for a long time. Get Peter out the pub. Can I give my first grumpy comment about the season so far? No, no, oh, no, fuck. no, yeah, because I go. did that. So no. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, this is my one. This is okay. My one. <laughs> I'm sure it's the Blackburn game. They've moved to the 27th. Oh, they have, yes. It's it's exactly the same time as the first home game against Durham for the women at Mm. Grosvenor Vale. I mean, come on. Here's a suggestion. Why not have the the men's game at uh, at 2 o'clock and then kick off with the women at, say, 2.30 at Vicarage Road for everybody who is in the ground who wishes to stay to watch? That would be an idea, wouldn't it? How oh. innovative of that. And it's not like they don't do it all the time in Germany, because that's what they do. Because they would probably say, could you pay an extra fiver to sit and watch it because of their losing the Hive Live revenue or whatever. So that could be a reason why they're not going to well, do ang- it. that angry groundsman will say, get off my grass. There could be that as well. Yeah, it could be that too. But it remains to be seen. Listen, we, we've taken up far too much of everybody's time here. If you if you have lasted this long, God bless you. Uh, amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. When you say lasted, you mean as in like kind of Well, without inspired. skipping through every sort of, you know, when you're yeah, in a car and you turn the wheel and it goes forward 10 seconds, you go, heard that bit, heard that bit, keep going, keep going, keep going. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. this bit sounds all right. Yeah, if you listen to all that, 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 that. That's Justin wanting Delafoto back again. Keep going. A, no, I'll go backwards for that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want Delafoto back anyway. I thought he was shocking towards the end of his, his tenure. I was merely using him as an illustration. I'm not going through this again. I'm going to turn this off. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to press stop. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, exactly. We are friends, really. Um, right, so let's let's say goodbye. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. We'll be back again soon. You ones. You ones. You ones. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.